one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian here and welcome to today's show. And Rob, welcome once again. Thank you. Good to be back. Right. So we're going to be talking about taking risks. Oh. And um, I think this is this is important. Um, a couple of stories about this to, to kick us off, Rob. Um, Mickey Rourke, you may have heard of him. Mickey um, Rourke, yeah, great actor. Great actor, great method actor. Yeah. And he um, tells a story about when he first trained as an actor and he got unleashed onto the industry. And he was going up for auditions, you know, audition after audition, but not getting any of them and not getting anywhere. And he said, I spent, he says, I probably spent about a year or two in that situation. And he said, I don't know what was going on. Why, why was I not getting the work? And he said, then, he says, one day I woke up and he said, right, from now on, every audition I go in for, I'm going to do something different. He said, I'm going to do something different. He said, it might not be, you know, swinging from the chandelier different, but I'm going to make different choices. I'm going to try and do things that um, that are different, you know, that probably from maybe from what other people are going to end doing. And he says, as soon as I made that choice, he said, I started getting work. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, another, this is a slightly different example of this, was um, Jack Nicholson. I love Jack. And he decided that he was going to get... He was given a part where he had to be uh, naked in, in a scene or two. And he felt that he was going to be uncomfortable with that. So he decided to challenge himself. And what he did was that he um, decided that he was going to be naked in his house all of the time for a month. And no matter who turned up to visit him... <laughs> <laughs> he would open the door. Good morning, Vicar. <laughs> completely naked. And well, it was even worse than that. Apparently, sister came round once or twice. So um, yeah, so he, you know, he decided that that is what he wanted to do and felt he needed to do in order to play this role effectively. And, and so here's the thing: is that I think that the great actors are are, are risk takers. In fact, I think they're turned on by risk taking. I think that they they find it exhilarating. Um, but it also makes their their work interesting because when you see an actor take a risk, it's a bit like watching the guy in the high wire, isn't it? It's like we kind of when we we watch a circus act of the high wire, or somebody walking across the high wire, we we kind of thinking, you know, oh, are they going to make it? Are they going to slip and fall? And it's like Is taking there a, a risk. Is a secret part of us that actually wants to see him fall? I, th- I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we kind of you know the the some I I can't remember who said this to me very early on. He said, but there's a, when you perform in front of an audience, there's a part of that audience that wants to see you fail, that wants to see the moment where something goes where wrong, you right, up, yeah. where you screw up. And I think that's the the attraction of live performance in a way is that it is life, you know, that things can go wrong or could go wrong. Um, and taking risks in that environment as well is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know an actor that uh, that takes huge risks when he goes for auditions. I daren't do it. Uh, but 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 I mean, what he does is, uh, for example, if he's got to if if if, he, if he's going to be playing, I don't know, you know, a, a character that's loud and brash and always shouting at people and being rude and horrible, something like that. From the moment he walks into the audition room, he's that. 
Right. He'll be rude to the auditioners. He'll be he'll be horrible and, le- and whatever, you know, and it'll just make himself horrible. <clears throat> right. And, 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 and so that... I don't know. Is that's taking a risk, isn't it? That's taking a. Big I guess, risk. It, but I don't know but if. It, but but I'm not sure it's a sensible no, one to take. No. But, but 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 well, I don't know. Why not? Well, Why not? True. You know, it's, 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 we're talking about risk, yeah, yeah. so should we put boundaries <laughs> on it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but usually, you know, not be nice to a casting director or director it wouldn't be the way to go. Let's but the character it. isn't but a the nice character, character. Yeah, no, the character. So he, he, I've done this myself. He's actually. displaying what what he can do as a nasty character to yeah. the co- which is what the casting director and, wants and to see anyway I think if it's done in the yeah. right way Rob yeah. that it could be a good thing to do but it has to, there's a very fine line between going in and showing you you're capable of that and and actually you know getting to the point where you know you 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 rub somebody up the wrong way but I remember going up for um I was doing. I did a, a stage production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I knew when I went into that audition that I thought if I go in as 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 nice, affable Brian, and and do this, then that would be one way. I said, but I think whoever's going to get this job, it isn't going to be somebody like that. I think whoever's going to get this job, they're going to have to feel from them that they're a rebel. They're going to have to feel from them that they will push the boundaries and the limits. And and so what I did was I went into the audition and I decided that I wasn't, you know, I, I made a very clear decision about the character. I said the character I felt was very anti-authority. He hates authority. He hates anybody in authority. Was this Nicholson's part? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Thanks for clarifying okay, that, Rob. Right, yeah, right, it was yeah. for the main role. It was yeah. for um, Randall P. McMurphy. Yeah. And... Um, not forgetting and, the P. Yeah, exactly. Very important. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was very anti-authority. So I thought, yeah. well, if we apply this to this edition, how would he view this situation? And I thought, well, for one, he wouldn't care whether they liked him or not. He wouldn't pander to the circumstance that he was in. He would probably take great delight in in sort of breaking the rules of rubbing them up slightly the wrong way. Now... I had to make sure that I didn't do this to the point where people thought, oh, he's going to be a nightmare. But I did give the air, and I think that's probably the best way to describe it, an air of that. So that, you know, I was... It's just, I even find it difficult to describe it. a bit it. of an it's edge my, to you. A bit, a bit of, an, of edge. an edge to the point of, the, you know, I was... It wasn't disrespectful, but I was. it was to the point where they could feel from me that I didn't need them. Um... You know that, you know they had their views, but so did I. You know they they felt that. Now, I actually know I'm still friends with the director to this day, and he and he said that yeah that they felt that I that I was capable of playing the role. They felt there was something about the way that I was conducting myself that that showed the possibility of being able to do it. Yeah, that's an interesting point there. I mean, um, another acting coach that I knew years ago always said to me. Um, when you go for an audition, he said, because he was also a casting director at one time and then he became an acting coach. He said, when you go for an audition, go in, don't go in... um, (laughs) What they want to see is they want to see the essence of Mm. the character in you. So your personality has got to be, in essence, the same as the personality as the character you're going for. And that can't be faked. No. It's got to be, you know, so you're either right for the casting or you're not right for the casting. And he said that so many people that he said that so many people that do casting um, 
at that time, they weren't looking, they, he didn't think they were looking for the essence of the character. And what you did is you found within you the essence of the character. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and that's what. I, I think that is very important. Yeah. Gave it to you. So it wasn't like you looked a bit like. No. You looked like they, that, what they thought it would be, or you had the physicality of what they thought it would be, but the inner essence was And, and not even the reason. I'll be quite honest, Rob, yeah. um, because the, <laughs> from an audition point of view of what I had to do in that audition was that I didn't think I did my best work, right? Because like, there was like this part of the script where the character's running around the stage and I'm, I'm trying to say read at the same time. You know, this, the, the read itself, I didn't think was all that brilliant, but... What I did think I did well in that audition was give the essence. It was a feel that, you know, and I think... That's why you got the role. I think, And I think that's so important, especially today when things get so much quicker in yeah. casting, is that, you know, you've got... What they're looking to see is that person in you. I think you, you that's just what you said. And I think that's yeah. so important because yeah. if they, you know, if you, you go in for a role and they just can't see you doing it, you know? It's, yeah, it's, not, it's not really about what you look like. Or not, what not what you physically look like. Not what like. you physically look like or what no. your physicality is. Or or, 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 or or really not quite so important about how the reading goes, as you've said, or, or, or how good an actor they think you are. But if your essence is the same as the essence of what they see is the essence of the character, then, then you're in with it. So when you're looking at a script, when you're looking at some audition sides, try and understand what the character is inside and see if you can find a similar inside bit to yourself yeah I agree yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. actually Al Pacino said something interesting about casting he said that it's not always the best actor gets the role he says it's the right actor there you go and I think that that is hits the nail on the head it's like sometimes it'll be the actor that seems <coughs> from there um, they are right for the role and I think that happens when you come into audition they see you and then they think can this person do do they seem to be? And I know we're we're all actors, right? We should be able to transform, but we are in an industry that um, that things happen very fast, and sometimes they don't. No disrespect mm. to people that are casting, they they're, they're not want to use create an imaginative leap to see you in that role. They want to see you, and they want to see it in you. Um, so I think you've got a duty to try and present that to them so that you, they can see... that Present you, this essence you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, so that so, they can see the possibility. So how do we do that then? How do we present that essence? I well, think you well, just done it. I think you just nailed it. I think that basically what yeah. you just said, which is like you have to look at the character and find something in you that matches. Yeah, but how do you show them? Well, I think you show them. Um, it, it, it's it's a sort of an inner projection, isn't it? it it's, it's projecting. It, yes, it's projecting that inner thing, which is done... It's it. You know what? I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's done mentally. Mm. I don't think it's a cerebral thing. I don't think you do it. You think about it, but it, I, I think it's a, it, it's more of a. It, it, it's more of an emotional thing. It, it's emotional projection. There you go. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. also, um, it's plain ar an archetype. Now, this is a subject that we, uh, we this could is what be we a, should have done. Yeah. Archetypes. Yeah. So this could be a podcast yeah. in yeah. and of itself, yeah. but. Um, to quickly summarise, uh, you know, the Carl Jung, the psychologist, basically created or believed that there was like, I think it was 12, 13 different um, personality mm. types. Well, the ancient Greeks did it well before him. But yes, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the first one to kind of, yeah, yeah. in modern day, sort yeah. of articulate it. Yeah. But you're right, it, did, it does go further back than that. Ancient Greek. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the Greeks. They, five thousand years They started years ago, everything. The Greeks, didn't they? they yeah, it goes yeah. back to five thousand years. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, he he basically identified these different character types and said that um, they all exist within all of us, yeah. but we tend to play or, or use certain sides more than others, depending on how we see ourselves. So, for example, in playing Randall P. McMurphy, um, one of the, the, the archetypes is being a, being the rebel, um, you know, which is a very clear archetype. So how does a rebel and conduct the reb- themselves? Yeah, and the rebel in turn has got all of his archetypes as well. There's all in, the archetypes indeed. within the rebel. Well, yeah, because so, yeah, he's not just a rebel, yeah, no, but exactly. he's, he might be... He's an, also a child. Yeah, exactly, or the joker, or, or a or, mother, or, or, or a caregiver, whatever you know. Yeah. So that there's all these different archetypes that could be played, and I think that mm. when in casting, what the when they're looking at a role, I think un, actually unconsciously, if nothing else, they're looking for the archetype. They're looking to see if you fit the archetype. There you go. That could be it. That the, the, this inner essence we've been talking about could be. Although I'm going to have to think about it, but it could be, um, yeah, a, 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 just a matter of an archetype. Yeah, it could, it could be that. And when we talk about archetypes, by the way, folks, um, that's not to get uh, confused with stereotypes. No, archetypes are not stereotypes. No, they're not. That's uh, no. uh, deeper exactly. than that. Yeah. It's personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so different sides of of our of our personality. It's fascinating, actually. The whole archetype thing is fascinating, and I do know that a practitioner that we both. Um, uh, Rate yes Van Tangoff yes uh, does work with, yeah, um, no, with, with with the archetypes Van Tangoff's so is fascinating yeah, and and, and um, yeah we could yeah. We'll cover that, that that's one another day. podcast yeah <laughs> but you're right you yeah. know he used uh, yeah. that was used as a yeah. as a very quick and effective way to create the essence or the right kind of essence for a character let's just let's just you know perhaps clarify this a little bit more in an earlier in an earlier podcast I was saying. Um, and, and, and hopefully you agreed. Uh, I was saying that it's impossible to be something you're not. Yeah. But fortunately, we're many things. Yeah. And so we have to go to that aspect of ourselves which fits, which fits the role we're doing. Yeah. And so every part you do is actually a self-portrait. Um, yeah. In, 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 in my opinion, every every role you ever play, you'll just be playing yourself. It's a self-portrait, but it's a certain aspect of yourself, and that aspect is the archetype. Yeah, that aspect. So, so, yeah, so that's yeah. that's really what I was saying there in some previous podcast. No, yeah, that, I think that, I think you're you're right. That aspect uh, is I the think we are many yeah. different things, and so, yeah. and the skill in well, a way. Carl is, Jung said we're at least twelve. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah. The 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 the, the ancient uh, the ancient Greeks. Uh, there were several hundred of them, but but, mm. but Carl Jung put them into. Yeah, and the and, leader, um, the leader of all. The leader of all of the archetypes is something far more radiant than any of them, and that's a subject for a different podcast. Something that I'm looking into now, which was an ancient Greek philosophy, and it's um, it's it's uh, anyway, yeah. There you go. So. Oh, Rob, you you titillators, <laughs> you titillators. It's uh, it's for, 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 uh, it, it's the driver of all of the archetypes. Um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, but and, yeah, yeah, it's a subject that. Yeah. Um, it, that's a, that's a one year's course. <laughs> Yeah. In and of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so I, I think that, um, you know, taking risks mm. um, it, it can be done in subtle ways. You know, I think that, you know, the guy that you described, he, he decided to go in and, and do something completely. And be a pain you know, in the arse. be a pain in the arse. Because that was the role, a now, pain in the arse. There was one yeah. particular um, role that I went off for that I decided to take was a risk right but it's not you wouldn't when I describe it to you you might not think well that wasn't the hugest risk but it was a risk let me describe what it was basically 
It was for it was for a film, and I was going to be playing the role of a painting authenticator. So it's basically somebody that looks at paintings, and basically said, "Yeah, that's a Pablo Picasso or whatever." It's not a fake. Indeed. So I, I thought, right, I, and I've got this scene where I'm talking about this pain and that pain, and I think, okay. So, and as it happened, there was an actor, another actor in the room, and doing this because they they were going to be they were reading for the casting director. So basically, it was oh, an, yeah. act, an actor friend of mine who was who was there all day. In so the at room. least you were getting a bit of feedback from exactly. your, your off-screen so, reader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, they had a bit of a professional read. So um, I go in and I look at the room, and the room has paintings on the wall. They have about three or four different paintings on the, or actually on the wall. I wonder if they put them there on purpose. They didn't actually, because oh. it was actually in a hotel room. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't the casting couch, right? It was basically it was an American. Um, <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, it's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't end up in the casting couch. Um, was the? Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an American uh, director, and they they were fl- they flew in and and were there for a day and flew back out. Yeah. So this it was unusual, but that's where the casting was happening. And um, and while I was in there, I thought mm, this is this is useful. I thought, why don't I use the paintings that are here? So I decided to use the paintings. So get up out of the seat and actually use the paintings in the room while and have, I, I and auditioned. Have the, and have the camcorder follow you. Yeah, painting, well, yeah. actually, it was. I mean, this was in ancient times, Rob. Probably, you know, about fifteen years ago, maybe or more. Wow. And and actually, he they weren't. Um, they might have been recording it on film, but I think they were. This director was more interested in seeing it off camera. He just wanted to see what you were like and do the read live. It wasn't on tape. Okay. I don't even think no, it was on tape. No. I can't remember it going on tape. Okay. Anyway, that's minor detail. Uh, the taping thing but I, I know why you were saying because if it was being taped sometimes you can't move out of frame etc that's why I was saying yeah that. yeah. but I think I had the luxury of being able to mm. to not they were they were more interested to see again this essence idea do you have the essence to play so you went over to the yeah. painting and you started doing the whole Brian Sewell bit yeah of, that's uh, it of, so, of so I basically yeah, started yeah. using the painting touching them yeah. and sort of you know and, you, and anyway I spoke to the actor a friend of mine later after the edition and and she said, you were the only one that did that. And she said this, it stood out because there was conversations about it. Do something different. So it was different. It was available yeah. to me in the room. Uh, yeah. I wasn't like I was doing something ridiculous. It was like I was in keeping with what I was You're doing. using the room. So And it was different. Yeah. So what I would say is keep your eye out. Keep your, radio, your being different mm. or take, risk-taking radar up. Because sometimes it can present itself. Yeah. I think if you need to have um, some kind of uh, strength to to take these risks, to take because sometimes, you know, you've got to be a bit brave to yes. do this stuff. Yes. And, 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 and I think that if you're, if you're looking for bravery, then I think it can be found in not being desperate yes. for the part. So, you know, mm, you're going for the mm, part. You want mm. the part. It'd be great if you got the part. Uh, you don't need it. You're not desperate for it. You want and, it, but you don't need it. Yeah, and that's why you'll find the bravery to just to take the risk. I think that's very true, Rob. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, it's letting go of the audience, the casting director, director, or audience, and not worrying about trying to please them. It's about 
you doing what you think's right. Yeah, and the other good way of thinking about an audition is it's not you're not going there to try and get a job. You're going there and using it as a sales opportunity. Yeah, you're, you're so, inviting them to watch your work. Yeah. And so. if they want to give you a job, great. If they don't, they've still seen your work, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there we go. Um, that's risk-taking covered then today, Rob. Okay. And uh, what are we going to do next? We're going to do... Well, I don't know. We're well, going to do the casting couch? Uh, we're uh, going to do... Well, <laughs> we're we, better, do... we better talk about that off, <laughs> off, off mic. But, All right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but we're going to do archetypes. I think that would be a good yeah, one to we'll, do. We'll yeah, we'll do. Look, right. whatever one we do. All right. It's going to be genius as, as oh, always. Oh, yeah, hey. of course. Yeah, right. Okay. okay <laughs> um, you know, take care and uh, see you on the next one. Cheers. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.